1: Hello, welcome to a third Garibaldi Red live video of the week as we look ahead to Forest FA Cup time with Arsenal and discuss a little bit of transfer news, but we're mostly looking at the FA Cup in the company of uh, Football London's Chief Arsenal Writer, Chris Wheatley. Chris, thanks for joining us. do appreciate it.
0: Thanks for having me, Matt. Pleasure to be here.
1: Uh, Well, pleasure to have you. Very grateful for your time. I'm sure you're busy. Um, I mean, let's look at the game straight away. Obviously, there's lots of issues with COVID and injuries and everything and how teams approach the FA Cup uh, as it stands. What are you expecting from Arsenal in terms of the kind of players we might see against Forest and and how they're viewing the game?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's been a difficult preparation, but I think it's been the same for pretty much every team um, in the country at the moment. I think Arsenal were going into the Forest game, perhaps with an eye on using a few youngsters, um, especially with the, the game on Thursday. Which was meant to be played um, in the Carabao Cup against Liverpool, that's now being postponed. So I think Arsenal were hopeful of maybe changing that team around, but what we're probably going to see now on Sunday is a fairly strong team. I think Mikel Arteta um, has fielded strong teams in the cup competitions this season, um, even against AFC Wimbledon, he still played um, a fairly strong first team lineup. So I think you're going to see. Um, probably Burnt Leno playing goal. Um, He's usually the cup goalkeeper. Um, And it will be a mixture of fringe players and perhaps you'll see someone like Alexander Lacazette up front because Arsenal are a bit short in that area at the moment. Um, But as you mentioned, Matt, lots of COVID cases at the moment. And I think um, there'll probably be one or two missing um, with COVID on Sunday. But yeah, we're going to have to see what kind of team Arteta picks? I mean, his press conference is at two o'clock, so I'm sure he'll give, well, he doesn't usually give away too much team news, but I'm sure he'll give us some hints on that um, a bit later.
1: Uh, we're live as ever. I've seen questions or comments. Try and take a couple. Greg asks, how many changes do you think Forrest will make? I think there'll be lots of changes, Greg. I'm quite a fringe side. Just interested to see if Cook and uh, Davis play for Forest. I want to ask you, Chris, about, say um, if I'm saying this wrong, Charlie Patino, is that right? Is he the next big thing
0: at Arsenal and might we see him? Yeah, we call him Patino. Um, No, Charlie Patino. Yeah, he's a fantastic young player. Um, 18 years old. um, Someone that I've followed for a couple of years now in the academy. He's, well, from everyone I've spoken to, I interviewed the scout who found him a couple of weeks ago. Um, They think he's the best talent to come out of Hale End um, in years. So... I'm not one for hyping up youngsters, but I've spoken to a lot of people around the club who say, you know, he's one of the best um, that the club have produced. Um, he scored on his debut um, a couple of uh, weeks ago against Sunderland in the in the cup. It was an amazing um, moment for him and his family, and he's someone who, because of Arsenal's shortage in midfield, could end up getting some opportunities this month um, because Thomas Partey, Mohamed Oney. They're both away at the African Cup of Nations. So Patino is probably next in line after Sambi Lokonga to get an opportunity in midfield. Um, And Ainsley Maitland-Niles as well. He has joined Roma today on loan. So um, central midfield is an area where Arsenal are looking really short at the moment. And Patino is someone who can add something a bit different. He's very skillful. Kind of similar to Jack Wilshire. I think a lot of players have been compared to Jack Wilshire, especially if they're small. Um, he's on the smaller side, but he's such an elegant player. Um, and I have a feeling he will get some minutes on Sunday. Um, we're told that he's going to be in the squad. Uh, we just don't know whether he's going to start or not. But certainly in with a shout.
1: Um, fans can, can correct me if I'm wrong in the comments, Forest fans, but I think Forest fans are kind of excited for the game, but not overly fussed if they lose. I mean, you know, it's a bit old hat-beating Arsenal in the FA Cup, having done it in 2018, as you might remember. Uh, how are Arsenal and Arsenal fans viewing the tie?
0: Well, I was listening to uh, an Arsenal podcast earlier um, and the the general feeling from, from what they were saying is that they think it's going to be... Um, not a comfortable game, but they're confident of progressing. And I've watched Forrest quite closely this season. You know, I like watching the championship games because they're usually quite tight matches. Um, and I think with the signings that they've made, you just mentioned uh, Steve Cook. I think he's a really good addition to the squad, a lot of experience. Um, and he's someone I think that can really help Forrest in this game if he starts. Um, so I think it won't be an easy game. I think Forrest probably have a, a better chance if Arsenal are fielding, you know, those kind of fringe defenders. Someone like Cedric Suarez doesn't play too many minutes. I think he can be targeted um, at the back. Um, I think Rob Holding's probably going to play, perhaps Callum Chambers as well. So these guys don't get a lot of minutes, um, whereas Forrest are probably, I mean, you could tell me, maybe going to field a team of players who play every week. So it'd be interesting to see um, exactly how they match up.
1: Yeah, I think I'll sort of do a half-predicted team off my head quickly for Forrest. I think it'll be Horvath in goal. I suspect they'll go with the back three. I mean, I would play Warhol, McKenna and Cook together to get them a bit of cohesiveness going into the league games. The mighty Jed Spence should uh, play a right wing-back. Um, Richie Larea, I will talk about him in a bit, but I don't think he'll be in in time. So I suspect it'll still be Cole back at left-back. And then uh, Yates probably isn't fit. So it might be Garner and Ajada or Cafu in midfield. And then i play Keenan Davis up front and the wingers, probably Zink and Agle. And I'd give Johnson a rest if they can, which might leave Carvalho to get a game, I think. Just to give him an opportunity. So an experienced forest team. I don't think we'll see any kids. So it could be, um, I think it'll be an interesting tie, certainly. Um, one player I wanted to ask you about while we've got you, Chris, is Jordi tutu. Um, a real shame from a Forest point of view and an Arsenal point of view. I think he did really well when he was fit, but he's got this history of injury problems, hasn't he? I mean, what do you think's next for him, and how's he viewed at Arsenal?
0: Yeah, like you say, Matt. I think uh, I think everyone kind of feels sorry for him because we know it's a short career um, being a professional footballer, and I think he's someone who just wants to get his break um, in a first team, whether it's at Arsenal or elsewhere. Um, and the loan was seen as a, a really good chance for his development. Um, but it just hasn't worked out because of those injuries. Um, and I saw that injury that he got, I think it was in the game against Swansea, wasn't it? Um, it was a kind of impact injury. Yeah, which is an
1: impact one, yeah.
0: Maybe a bit different to the usual injuries he's, he's had in the past. Um, but regardless, yeah, I think Arsenal see him as someone who probably doesn't have a future as a starting right back, but I think they were planning to at least extend his contract by a couple of years um, and then loan him out. Um, uh, usually they would probably sell that kind of player um, who they don't feel like is going to be a first team regular, but he's, um, he is a talented player, I think. And the fact that Forrest wanted him in the first place shows that he's certainly capable of playing at at least championship level. Um, but he just needs to get uh, over those kind of injury setbacks, which is, um, easy for me to say but uh you know i wish we i'm sure we wish him all the best and um hopefully he can find um you know a club because um, his contract expires this summer um but yeah it wouldn't surprise me if arsenal extend his contract by a year just as a kind of um, show of good faith because he's been at the club since he was a, a young boy so yeah
1: the, the other player I was going to ask you about, because this is from your reporting, is about uh, following Balogun, if I've said that right or wrong. Um, Forrest, we're linked with him. Uh, you know, I read that on Football London. Um, and he's going to Middlesbrough uh for 40 grand a week and a big agent fee. And Forrest fans saw this and they're like, wow, kind of kind of relieved we didn't sign him. I mean, what's the state of play there? Is that just the way it is with young strikers on Premier League mad wages that championship clubs can't really afford?
0: Yeah, I was shocked, to be honest, when I heard how much he's on. Like, uh, It's a lot of money for even a player in the Premier League, to be honest. Um, that's probably like a starting salary of a, a striker, maybe a bottom half Premier League club. Um, the thing with Balogun is that it wasn't sure whether he was going to stay at Arsenal or leave. Um, his agents or... Balogun didn't commit to the club until the end of last season. Um, And now you can understand why, because there were very long negotiations. Lots of clubs wanted him. And in the end, he's got himself a very, very nice contract. Um, And he's a fantastic young player, very talented. I think top goalscorer in Premier League two this season. Uh, He's someone that a lot of clubs like, but um, I think a lot of clubs were put off by his salary um, I was told that Middlesbrough are paying his salary, which is, as you say, 40 plus grand a week. Um, but, uh, you know, I think it's really the, the agent there who's um, has put, put off a lot of clubs, you know, asking for a big fee to get that deal done. When you look at how Forrest have done business, they've signed Keenan Davis on loan, probably for a lot less money, probably paying an agent a lot less money too. So I think in the end, it's a deal that works out. Um, Balogun is not ready for Premier League football. That's what Arsenal have been saying. Um, but it'll be interesting to see how he gets on. But I think in the end, um, th- there's uh, only one winner there and it's the, it's the agent.
1: <laughs> there's always <laughs> only one winner there, yeah. yeah. Um, hypothetical one. Um, I mean, Forest have signed, off, say 2-2 from Arsenal. I don't know if you know anything, if there's a good relationship between the clubs and if maybe we might see, not this season, but in future, potentially young talent coming back to the city ground.
0: Yeah, I think there is, um, and I know we're going to talk about the um, the shirt stuff probably a bit later. But yeah. uh, maybe you know more about the history than me about. But I, I think Arsenal are wearing red. It's got something to do with Forest, hasn't it?
1: Oh gosh, yeah. Um,
0: I think sorry, the, I the reason why Arsenal wear red is because um, Forest gave them.
1: Uh, oh, lent them the kit. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's
0: the reason why they... So um, the relationship goes back quite a long time um, is, is the point of what I was trying to say there. But yeah, I think there is um, certainly um, a good chance of Arsenal sending youngsters out uh, to Forest again. I think Dane Murphy, the CEO at Forest, has a good relationship with Edu, um, Arsenal's technical director. So yeah, um, and I think Arsenal have got a lot of good academy players. So there's certainly that possibility over the next um, couple of seasons.
1: Uh, lots of people saying we lent Arsenal their first kit in the comments. So yes, you were right. I forgot on that. Um, yes, let's talk about the kit quickly, because a few Forest fans who don't see it might wonder why Arsenal are playing in, in white at the weekend. Um, tell us about that. Arsenal had a really good video. I was really impressed with it. It, it kind of explained the reason, but you can tell us more.
0: Yeah, um, caught me by surprise, the announcement, to be honest. But um, Arsenal... Um, basically teamed up with Adidas, their kit sponsor, um, to remove the red from their shirts um, for this weekend's match. Um, It's basically as part of a a collaboration with Adidas um, to raise awareness about knife crime, um, which is obviously quite a big issue in London. I think um, most of the the deaths in, in London last year were related to knife crime. Um, So it's a big issue, especially in that kind of North London area where Arsenal are obviously from. Um, Yeah, and I think Idris Elba and Ian Wright have both um, kind of backed that campaign. They're part of it as well. So it's a really big campaign. I think Arsenal have seen that. Have you seen that this morning with the video? I think it's got almost one million views already. Um, And yeah, the, the kit will be basically not available only to people who are basically doing good things in the community uh, in London. So like community outreach programs and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, uh, it'd be uh, nice to see that on uh, Sunday. Arsenal playing in all white.
1: Yes. I don't know. I mean, Forest fans are going to say, are Forest going to play in red? Maybe they'll play in... You might get to see the wonderful third kit, Chris. I don't know if you've seen that watching Forest this season, the kind of the Chevron... uh hallucinogenic yellow and orange kits that work so well at Bristol City. I like that kit, to be
0: fair. Yeah, that's a nice kit.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, well, it's grown on me, certainly. They're certainly winning it all the time. Uh, let's just finish with a quick bit of transfer news. I'll just reel off a few names um, as it stands. So, Richie Larea, um all on track there, as far as I understand it, and should sign. Um, Jed Wallace. I don't know if you've seen much of Jed Wallace, Chris. He's a good player. Seems like a difficult deal to get over the line to me. A lot of um, clubs are interested in him. And uh, Lee Buchanan, the name that won't go away. Uh, I think I, I would understand that Forrest retain a good interest in him. Uh, again, a difficult deal to get over the line. Derby don't want to sell. Why would they? The people who Derby owe money to might want them to sell, but that's a different story. And James Garner linked with Everton. I don't know anything about that. It strikes me as an odd one. I don't think he's played well enough to play in the Premier League this season. Maybe it's agent talk, I don't know. But if it does come off, it's a very strange one. Right, uh, we'll leave it there. Chris, thank you for giving us so much of your time on a busy day before, uh, is it press day
0: today? It is, yeah. Half an hour we have the the press conference. So like I say, hopefully we see some team news from Mikel Arteta. Um, And yeah, I'm just glad the game is, uh, fingers crossed, going ahead. We haven't heard anything um, otherwise. But yeah, looking forward to this one.
1: Yeah, should be a good one. Should be a good one. Hope everyone enjoys it. Uh, we'll be back on Monday with our post-match uh, full podcast. Uh, thanks, for everyone, who watched watching and drop comments in. And Chris, thank you very much. And we shall be back soon.